Welcome back to episode four of the Points Hunters podcast. My name is Rishi, and in today's episode, we will talk about some news that broke this week from American Express and British Airways. The first piece of news that broke this week was from American Express, who decided to increase the extension period for all sign-up and welcome bonus spending targets from three months to six months for all UK credit cards. Now, they had actually done this already in the US last month. Finally, as of the last week of April, they have decided to do the same thing in the UK. So what that effectively means is that they've decided to extend the qualifying period to earn a sign-up bonus. That, that means if you applied today, you would have until early November to hit the spending target. It is also backdated as well. So if you applied after the 30th of January 2020, then you would also have your qualifying period extended up to six months. And you can see this either in the app, which Amex have a great app for, or your online statement. The reason that's so significant and that you need to pay attention to it if you are planning to get an American Express card was that it makes, makes it far easier to actually earn the sign-up bonus with American Express. So if you have a six-month period to hit your bonus, it's an absolute massive game-changer. So almost anyone should, really, in theory now, be able to kind of hit the target. Even if we have lockdown going on at the moment, there's still a lot of people doing shopping, at least in supermarkets, at least online. So historically, a lot of people would tell me that they were worried about hitting the spending bonuses. And in episode two, I covered the British Airways American Express credit card, both the free version, which is the blue card, and also the paid version, which is the black card, which has a £195 annual fee. Now on those two cards, the sign-up bonus is uh, 5,000 Avios on the free version if you spend £1,000 in the first three months. And on the paid version, it's 25,000 Avios if you spend £3,000 in the first three months. But now on the free version of the card, you just have to spend £1,000 in six months to get the 5,000 Avios. Or on the paid version of the card, you'd have to spend £3,000 in six months to get the 25,000 Avios. To put this into context, on the free version, you'd only have to spend £1,000 in 26 weeks, which would be about £38 a week. On the paid version, you'd have 26 weeks to spend £3,000, which would be about £115 per week. So if you could somehow time it on the paid version, maybe when you're going to purchase some kind of electrical item, maybe a phone, maybe a gadget, some kind of furniture, just something around the kind of £500,000 mark, then you're well on your way to making sure that you actually qualify and, and sign up for that. But this applies to all UK American Express credit cards. In episode two, I only covered the two versions of the British Airways co-branded American Express credit cards, but this would also apply to the American Express preferred golds reward card and also the American Express Platinum card, which I haven't covered, but I will cover in future episodes. But again, the spending targets have been increased on all of their cards. The extension applies to welcome bonus offers associated with upgrading a card account. And the extension also applies to welcome bonus offers associated with being referred to American Express. Now, whether you have any of those versions of those American Express credit cards yourself, that's great. But if you want to take advantage of it, you could potentially have someone in your family take out the credit card if they don't already have one. Um, so they would be eligible for the sign-up bonus. And again, I've covered in the previous episode when I looked at British Airways exec Executive Club in Avios, but there is something called the household account, which allows you to have members of the same family link to a Executive Club account online. So in theory, you're basically pooling all of your points together. And that's something that I do. And it's also very useful because you can actually use the Avios that your family members collect as well. So when you go to actually redeem flights, you have a bigger access pool of points to use. So all I would really say to wrap up this part on the American Express news is that given that six months would take you to early November, and hopefully things should be in a bit more of a normal 
place in terms of the world, in terms of the kind of shutdown and lockdowns. What I would say is that if you're someone who's in a secure kind of position in terms of your income and your job, you are able to kind of spend in a sensible manner and not carry kind of any fees and interest charges over month to month. And then again, I would still recommend this is probably the best time to actually take out an American Express credit card. Very possible that if you've not previously applied for American cards before due to concerns over hitting the bonus spending target, this is the perfect time to jump in. So I'd recommend if you're just getting started, it's still worth just getting the free version of the British Airways American Express credit card. But I haven't covered it in any of my episodes yet, but I will in the future. The American Express Gold's Preferred Rewards card, which is another card that I have, which I use for business expenditure, that is free for the first year. And then after that is 125 or 140 pounds, whether you get the business or the personal version. But I would recommend probably looking at either of those if you're looking to kind of get started. The biggest piece of news this week, which was probably a bit more wide reaching and a bit more concerning for a lot of people that might be working uh, in that part of the industry, was that British Airways potentially might be pulling out of Gatwick. Earlier this week, British Airways I mean, in the past couple of days revealed plans to significantly downsize uh, in the near future. The airline is planning to lay off up to 12,000 employees, which represents about one quarter of their entire workforce. With the downsizing, the airline is allegedly considering a major change to the airports and the way that they operate flights. It's important and kind of put some context into that. British Airways has a significant operations out of both London Heathrow and London Gatwick. Heathrow has over 80% of British Airways operations. This is kind of more of their premium hub and is used for more of their kind of business and premium leisure markets. London Gatwick has under 20% of the British Airways operations. Um, it's more of their kind of leisure hub as well, used for some of the kind of leisure markets, but it's not as profound. Now, the challenge for British Airways and many airlines in London is that Heathrow Airport is very slot restricted. And that was before the pandemic. So while Gatwick is also slot restricted, the slots are nearly as valuable or costly as at Heathrow. So from BA's perspective, operations out of Gatwick have historically been necessary for growth. Using the two hubs, though, isn't really ideal for connecting passengers, especially those who do long haul flights into the UK and are only served out of Gatwick, which makes it much more complicated to actually move those passengers between Heathrow and Gatwick. Also, no final decision has been made by BA. The BBC is reporting that BA may end operations from Gatwick altogether. The airline has informed employees inside a memo, which was leaked, I believe, from earlier this week. So we'll have to find out what happens next. But in reality, the decision to close Gatwick may be inevitable. Airport slots generally have a use it or lose it provision. So if airlines don't operate flights using their slot, then they are likely to lose them. So this has been temporarily lifted in light of the current pandemic. This means that British Airways is limited with how they can reduce operations whilst kind of maintaining their short term. If they're going to reduce the number of flights by any significant number, then pulling out of Gatwick is probably the more kind of likely but maybe also unpopular option. What's probably more concerning is the fact that they're looking to actually lay off about a quarter of their workforce. Most of those job losses coming from operational employees. I'm suggesting the capacity will probably decrease by a quarter as well. So that's obviously a lot more concerning now, what is controversial is that Iberia and Aer Lingus, which are in Spain and part of the group that own BA, have actually looked to get, get government bailouts by the Spanish government, but BA seems to be refusing to do that uh, in the UK. BA plans to significantly reduce the capacity, trying to shut down Gatwick seems like the obvious kind of option. This would probably allow them to kind of streamline operations at one hub instead, which is why they plan on using just Heathrow. But the problem is going to be that once demand recovers, so once the kind of you know global travel market, especially in the UK, um, kind of gets back to kind of 2019 levels, which will probably take at least a year, probably to kind of 2021, 
then it might be very hard for British Airways to actually regain growth at Gatwick. And it would actually be questionable if they'd even be able to reclaim it at all. So just on a human level, obviously 12,000 job losses are a massive shame, um, but it is something being experienced across various industries at the moment. Some people might be wondering what's likely to happen in terms of fares, whether they're going to rise or fall. I guess the simple answer is no one really knows what demand will look like going forward. Likely many travellers will put off travelling at all for the foreseeable future due, due to the pandemic. Um, BA is obviously expecting their cost to fall, especially with the current crash in the oil prices. Probably there'll be a reduction in capacity anyway, because they're looking to leave out things like middle seats to try and trigger social distancing on planes. Um, but I think most people will probably look back at the summer of 2019 as almost like the peak for kind of airline activity and also all best value for actually getting flights and deals. With less business travellers flying, with more virtual activity and less face-to-face meetings going on, it might mean a big reduction in the premium cabin space as well. So to wrap up, today's episode was a market update for some events that occurred this week that were quite significant. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at PointsHunters. You can find me on Instagram at PointsHunters also. My name is Rishi, signing out, and I'll see you in a future episode.